One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Football, where we talk about the dynasty value of nine guys in a row. I am Jamie G. Esquire, master of the whistle, and I'm here with Magna Mills to do nine guys. Three to sell, three to hold, and three to buy. You know I love to buy them. You know I love to buy my guys. You are more of a buyer. That is probably your dream job, being the secret shopper or what have you, and you know, for a second there, I thought you were really going to do a thing and go like full Pauly Shore and be master of the weasel. But, you know, you remember the weasel, the weasel, man, you got a wheeze, man. Uh, this is nine guys dynasty presented by C's the gap fantasy football. Find the podcast wherever you get your pods by searching for C's the gap. Find us on social media at C's the gap F. Find our YouTube channel at joblowfootballshow.com. If you could, please do the like, follow, subscribe, comment thing helps us out. Help people find the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, we do. And with the trade deadline approaching in most leagues, there is absolutely no time to waste. Time is of the essence. So who is our first guy to sell this week? What are they doing here? They're selling, Mortimer. Our first sell is Minnesota Vikings running back Delvin Cook. He turns 28 in August. He has three years left on his deal, but the Vikings could move on from him after the season with a dead cap hit of about $6 bucks. He was an RB1 this week near the top of the running back charts in terms of fantasy points in Week 10, but that was really buoyed by an 81-yard touchdown run. It was a nice run. It's nice to see that he still has that breakaway speed. I believe he hit like 21.4 miles an hour. Pretty impressive, but this is a guy, remember, who's kind of been all over the place. He's been saddled with the kind of the injury-riddled tag, and that's not for without reason. Every year we get a couple of Alexander Madison starts. Like, he's a guy I've seen go for wildly different valuations in leagues. I've seen him valued like a top five running back. I've seen him move for three kind of random second round picks. It's really all over the place. And the real issue with Cook is what is his value after this year? Seems pretty confidently a RB1 the rest of the way out next year. It could be anything. I mean, he could still be the guy on the Vikings or if he got put on the market or traded, who knows what kind of role he'd have. And he seems to be one of those guys. I don't think he's going to age into a like a third down back type. I think when he's done, he'll kind of just be done. So it's one of those things where that's why they call it the age cliff. It's not going to be a nice you know, gradual decline. It's going to be falling off a cliff. So I think, again, this is a guy that you just have to put out there at least shop. If you can get that kind of good value, if someone you know values him highly, they're going to give you like a guy you can use, like a Jeff Wilson, a real first, and then like a player prospect, something like that. I think that's a package you want. You don't want to sell him if it's going to take your chances of winning this year. But most definitely, if you are a rebuilding team, go ahead, try to ship him to a contender. Again, I really like targeting Brees Hall. He's on IR there. The kind of swap for Delvin Cook is the kind of thing that could work for both owners if the Brees Hall owner is in contention and you as a Delvin Cook owner are not. I think you have to at least put it out there because, again, one injury or any kind of change in his role or team next year could see his value tank. You know, he's coming off the nice game here after the little bit of a slow start or, you know, slow middle to the season, whatever you want to call it. So I think we're approaching peak value here. Our second sell is a guy that you referenced, and he has seen his value yo-yo all over the place. And Mills, I'm not talking about a rock the baby or a walk the dog. I'm talking about around the world yo-yo and sick yo-yo moves, dude. And that's 
Miami Dolphins running back Jeff Wilson Jr. The newly arrived Wilson, he turned 27 on November 16th. Happy birthday, Jeff Wilson. Happy birthday to you, sir. He will be an unrestricted free agent next season. He basically stepped into Miami and he just turned their backfield into basically a 50-50 timeshare. He had 17 carries this past week. Raheem Mostert only had eight. So maybe it's 60-40. Both backs found the end zone on the ground. So the running game's working. Mostert had four targets and Wilson had five in the passing game. I do not think that Wilson has much long-term value, nor do I think that the Dolphins' backfield will be easy to predict most weeks. But you know, this feels like a classic Shanahan running back situation. It, it really does. And I doubt that either Mostart or Wilson are on the Dolphins next year unless they come dirt cheap, like vet minimum. And if you catch, you know, cash Wilson out for basically a, a 2023rd second round pick, I think that's a great deal. I'd do it. Go ahead and do it. I'd also probably trade him for a couple of lottery type ticket, you know, lottery ticket type players. Uh, if I'm out of contention this year and nobody's willing to give me a second for him. So it's a nice story, but I think you just sell Wilson before he turns back into a pumpkin or gets hurt again. Yeah, it's wild. He was going to save everyone's season. Then the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey and it was all over. Then he gets traded to the 49ers and it's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. And then all of a sudden he goes off this week. So yeah, you are pretty right on the uh, yo-yoing metaphor, although I'm not really familiar with the all the various moves and you know, it's one of those things like someone tells you to go play yo-yo. It's like telling me to go fly a kite. I'm like, all right, I come back 10 minutes later. I crashed it. What do I do now? Yo-yo get all tangled up. And that was it. Couldn't get it even untangled. So it's a skill. Yo-yo's hard. Yo-yo, yo-yo, yo-yo. Yeah. Those dudes got games. I've seen some. Yeah. Of them, yeah. Those crazy. Shout out to all y'all. Very impressed with your skill. And our final sell is Denver Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton. He just turned 27 in October. He's got three years left on his deal. The Broncos could get out after 2023 with a dead cap hit of about $7.65 million. Look, it's going to be the Cortland Sutton show for a minute here. Jerry Judy is out. It doesn't look like it's going to be a season-ending injury, but he is certainly going to miss time. KJ Hamler, again, I expect to miss a couple of games. So you've already got a pretty gaping hole right there. I think Sutton is going to bounce back. And unfortunately for him, the Broncos have a bottom three remaining schedule when it comes to fantasy wide receivers. It's going to be pretty ugly. You're going to basically be playing him on volume. It's not like the Broncos are threatening to score a lot of touchdowns. And to be honest, how excited are you about the Broncos next year? You know they're going to have Russell Wilson. They're going to pretty much have to just kind of bring the gang back. I don't know what else they can do. They're pretty much boxed in after trading their picks and giving Wilson that deal. So it's probably more of the same for Sutton going forward. So I think what you want to do is use this newly, you know, all right, so the Broncos offense isn't a lot of it. They're not going to score a lot of points, but Cortland Sutton is going to be a major part of what they do going forward. That's what you want to sell. Maybe it's not the greatest offense, but the target volume is going to be there. He's going to get 10 plus targets a week. He's going to be the primary option in the passing game, the primary option in the red zone. He's that guy. But again, the already 27 approaching the age cliff team's not looking that great going forward. This is as good a time to sell as there will be. Sure, maybe the Broncos, you know, they they hire Sean Payton or something amazing and he gets a value spike in the offseason. I wouldn't bet on it. And in fact, even if you're using him as a contender, I would rather try to trade him and upgrade on him because I still think you're going to best kind of do mid-range wide receiver two numbers here on out. So I think no matter what situation you own him in, 
I'm out there shopping him and what you're looking for in return is going to pretty much depend on if you're a rebuilding team looking for picks or if you're a contending team looking to either upgrade a wide receiver or solidify yourself at a different position. A little Sutton for the honeys. Ooh, a little Cortland Sutton for the honeys. Wait, are you cheating on any money? What's going on here? Take me home tonight. Our first guy to hold is Tennessee Titans rookie wide receiver Traylon Burks. Turns 23 in March. He's got three years and a team option left on his rookie deal. And kind of like Cortland Sutton, he pretty much has to be the focal point of the passing game for the Titans. Again, not going to be a high-volume team, but at least I think they're probably going to score more often than the Broncos. And their schedule's a lot better for fantasy wide receivers. In fact, four of the next five matchups are positive for Burks. He does have a bad kind of two final weeks of the playoff schedule, but again, you kind of got to worry about that when you get there at this point, still too early in the season to be looking that far ahead. And this guy is massively talented. There's a reason a lot of people comped him to AJ Brown when he was coming out of the draft. And basically he's the guy that they traded AJ Brown for, for all intents and purposes. There's a lot to like here. It's going to be a little bit slow going at first. He's going to have to be efficient, break off a long play, score a touchdown to really get there for you. But the talent is obvious. Unfortunately, it looks like Bobby Trees is basically dust. You got a couple other guys who are just kind of middling prospects at best kicking around there. So this should really be his show. King Henry on the ground, Traylon Burks through the air. And I would probably give up any of that kind of older wide receiver group for him, like someone in that Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper tier, Pretty much just about any random first I think is going to be late. I'd also do. This is the time to buy him before people kind of start catching on. Oh, he's back and watch him kind of ramp up his production. So this might be your last good buying window on a guy I was very excited about in my rookie drafts. And I'm still excited about here in week 11. And our second hold here and start. Sorry, Steeler fans. Don't come at me with your dragon towels and shit. Just calm down. Okay. But it's Pittsburgh Steelers running back. Najee Harris. In Dynasty, the name Trent Richardson is considered more vile than any curse word man ever uttered. It is bad. You don't want to be called that. But here we are. He's drawing comparisons to this infamous bust of Trent Richardson. Harris turns 25 in March, and he has two years and a team option left on his rookie deal. Remember, he was drafted in the first round, so he's got that fifth year. Mills, I'm not going to mince words here. There's no point in beating around the bush. Harris, I believe, was overdrafted, and he just got like a ton of opportunities last year with you know 80-year-old Ben Roethlisberger out there trying to throw the football. I think he's an average running back at best, and there's a like actual like real chance that Jalen Warren is already better than him i think that you know i'd say that you should sell him but he actually needs to do something before i can suggest shopping him this is his low point you can't sell low you don't want to throw chum in the water here the steelers have a couple of good matchups for running backs coming up before the trade deadline you need to hold on tight here and hope and pray and do whatever you got to do to the football gods that harris finally breaks out with that one monster game a la Joe Mixon. As soon as that happens, I mean, while it's happening, you need to sell him, literally, okay? As soon as you can. But it's just way too obvious right now. If somebody comes calling, answer the door, but don't shop them around your league just yet. Wait to pounce and then sell the bounce. 
that sounds good. And also don't open your door for strangers generally, you know, it's not quite a full stranger danger thing, but uh, yeah, dude, I think you are right, man. It's uh, it's not looking great for those people who took him one oh one overall in the rookie drafts last year. And speaking of a guy who went very high in rookie drafts last year, our final hold is Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts just turned 22 in October. Okay, just turned 22. That's how young this dude is. After this, he's still got two years and a team option left on his rookie deal. And again, this is me just telling you, making sure you're not going to do anything stupid. He just turned 22 years old. He plays tight end. Despite the Falcons' record, win or lose, they've been in it most weeks. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. That is the foundation upon which you can build your church, your offense. I I think Desmond Ritter, maybe he could be the guy, maybe not. I just really love what they're building on here. Again, Drake London doesn't turn 22 until next May, I believe. I mean, these guys are very, very young, and and the tight end position is absolutely terrible. This is probably about as low, barring injury, as Pitts' value will ever be. So just don't do it. I mean, let's be honest here. Even if you wanted to trade him because he's kind of a unicorn who's got more kind of potential ceiling than actual ceiling he's shown so far, it's a real tricky dude to trade anyways. So don't even think about it. Don't get cute. Hold on to Kyle Pitts. If you ever want to deal him, there will be plenty of opportunities to do so going forward when his value is much, much higher than it is right now. Hold on to Kyle Pitts. Just Mills, if you haven't started your holiday shopping yet, here's your friendly reminder. The holidays are a mere couple of weeks away. Who are we buying this week? You know what? Let's. I think we're going to do a quarterback thing here. And we're going to give you... Three buys all from the quarterback position because there's a lot of kind of flux at that position right now. We're going through a transitional period. And please know we're talking about these guys. When it comes to trades, we'll generally be talking about what their value would be in a two-quarterback or super flex leagues. These guys are fine to buy in a one-quarterback league, but I would not pay you know very much for them in that format unless you're in a deep league where basically every quarterback is owned. Now that we got all that out of the way, I'm going to reflect on what I said just a minute ago and say that our first buy is Atlanta Falcons rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter. He just turned 23 in August. He has three years left on his rookie deal. He's throwing the ball to Drake, London, and Kyle Pitts, both of whom are 22 years old or younger. Plus, the Falcons have above average draft capital going forward, especially after the Calvin Ridley trade. And he is going to get his chance sooner than later this year I mean, you see, we all saw the pass, right? Marcus Mariota basically like throwing the ball from his back on the ground. It, Mariota has been fine, but it's pretty obvious that he is basically better suited to be kind of a high-end backup, maybe use him kind of a little bit Taysom Hill-ish at times in the red zone or something. He should not be the starting quarterback day in, day out without question. I expect Ritter to get his chance sooner than later. And as soon as we get word that that's going to happen, or even as we get word that he's starting to take first team reps in practice, the price is going to shoot up. So the buying window is closing, and really the only thing that even makes him kind of acquirable is the fact that he did fall in the draft and was drafted in the third round. You know, so kind of he could be on a team that really just kind of picked him because he was the best player on the board. They don't really have a need for him. You know, again, if he's on a team winning now or whatever, I'm pretty comfortable trading basically any second round pick in Superflex for him, even if it looks to be a pretty early second. Again, you know, the Falcons could screw it all up and draft a quarterback early this year, but I have a feeling they've kind of screwed themselves out of picking that early. 
don't see him moving up. So I think there's a good chance, unless a free agent quarterback or someone wants to get traded to Atlanta, that Ritter is going to be the starting quarterback for the Falcons as soon as next year at the latest. I'd argue maybe as soon as they're out of contention for that. As division. soon as next week. That's why he's on the buy list now. <laughs> it's all on the table at this point. Absolutely. And guys, for the second week in a row, I'm going to do a Pittsburgh Steelers rookie. Okay. Last week it was wide receiver George Pickens. This week it's quarterback Kenny Pickett. That's right. Small hands Pickett himself. This dude's going to be 25 next June, next June. He's got three years and a team option left on his rookie deal. He's got three great options available to him in the passing game. I mean, come on. We've got Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Pat Fryermuth. Okay, we already talked about how terrible tight end position is. He's got a legitimate one there. He's also got a pretty solid defense and a proven, stable organization. And I think when you look at the film here, it's one of those cases where the film is actually better than the numbers. You know, not to mention Pickett has added a lot of value with his legs so far. I think that surprised a lot of people. And to be honest with you, early in the career here, you look at a comparison, I think he looks like a better version of Daniel Jones with with way better weapons. So I think Pickett will improve as the season goes along. It will be a popular trade target this offseason. And if you want a good price for him, you need to get ahead of the game and buy him now because once he starts putting together a couple of good weeks and they start winning some games, he's going to be way more expensive than he is. So now is the time. Yeah, you could tell in the first game post Chase Claypool that him and Pickens already have that connection. Very excited about both of those players. And I also want to compliment you on your excellent segue, not the joint that you ride around on, but the little moving on from one segment to the other, because our final guy to buy is New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. He turns 26 in May. He's an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Who knows? Maybe the Giants bring him back. Maybe they franchise him. He is the dual threat at quarterback that we're looking for in our fantasy quarterbacks. Again, he's a you know pretty solid bet to add four to six points at minimum in terms of rushing fantasy points each week, brings his expected point total up quite a bit, and he's never going to be a high-volume passer. He's not going to sit back there, throw 35 times, get you, you know, 300 yards a week or anything like that, but he could be what I'd say is like peak Tannehill. He can do just enough, get you in that 250 and two touchdowns most weeks, and then add, you know, call it 50 yards rushing in six touchdowns, eight touchdowns on the year, something like that. When you add it all up, you're like, oh, he's like the quarterback eight or nine, especially in a year when scoring is down overall across the league and at the position. And I think the uncertainty of where he will be next year is going to depress his price down enough where you could probably get him for like, you know, basically a, like Ryan Tannehill in a second or something like that. Some kind of fill in Marcus Mariota in a second, some kind of fill in starter quarterback to help the team who has him throw a pick on top of that. You know, at the end of the day, I think he was probably overdrafted and then undercoached. That, you know, you had a lot of guys that were coaching or managing the team in a way to save their jobs and not necessarily develop him in the way he should be. You know, again, he could be a tricky guy to acquire depending on, you know, what's a rebuilding team going to trade him for now. That's what the draft pick is for. If a contending team is using him, that's what kind of the replacement veteran starter is for. Again, there's definitely some bust potential here, but you really have to like what you've seen in his first year with Brian Dable. It kind of seems like, all right, you have a staff that actually understands at least the optimal way to use him, and he's doing it with almost no weapons outside of Saquon Barkley. So that's pretty impressive. And again, yes, you know, he, he 
we can all watch the you know him falling flat on his face or whatever and that's the kind of thing i think makes him a little bit easier to buy just because he does have this reputation and again when you look at the stats you'd be surprised at how high up he is there as far as the you know rushing yards for a quarterback and rushing touchdowns and stuff like that so daniel jones kind of a sneaky buy there at Superflex. i am not the mathematician here but by my count that was nine guys Thank you for checking out our show. Nine Guys is presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. We appreciate you listening and or watching. If you would, okay, please take the two seconds, however long it takes you, to like this YouTube video or rate our podcast wherever you're listening. We're available on all the podcasting stream shit that's out there, okay, wherever you wherever you get your fix, all right? It really helps other people find our show, and it'll make me say thank you. Mills, anything I forgot here? No, now I'm just kind of waiting for Netflix to get into the podcast game because you know it's coming, right? They got ads. It's coming next. Uh, like the man said, find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap on social media at Seize the Gap FF. Find the YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. And that was it, man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. Thanks again for listening and or watching. And we'll be back next week to do nine more guys in a row. Maybe we'll finally do Christian Watson next week. Be my little